Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. Aposemitism. Written by Betty Adams. And the human picked me up and said, No, in that particular way. Idly Spin said, tightening his tertiary appendages in furious exasperation. The way that means that there is no point in arguing. How rude, Half-Twist replied. One might almost suspect that we have been collectively conditioning humans to pick us up, to cuddle at the slightest provocation or sign of danger. It wasn't about that, Idly Spins insisted, tossing a gripping appendage up in frustration. It wasn't at all uncomfortable. The point is, I wanted that sample. I am a zoologist. That was a zoo. Well, the humans certainly have affected your grammar. Half-Twist replied, letting half of his appendages droop in amusement. I must say that it is rather impressive that you can convert sloppy human habits from sound to motion. Again, that is not the point, Idly Spins insistent. The human just picked me up and I carried me away. From the danger, Half-Twist pointed out, from an invisible danger that only he could sound. Idly Spins growled in frustration from a zoo that was a thousandth of my mass, let alone his. From a report, it sounded like a reasonable assessment, Half-Twist observed. A venomous invertebrate is nothing to mess with given how thin our outer membrane is. There was no evidence of venom, Idly Spins insisted. We didn't get nearly close enough for the chemoreceptors to take any readings. The human made the distinction based only on external colors and patterns. Patterns that I couldn't discern. Do you remember the council specifically petitioning for human crew for this mission? Half Twist said. Do you know why? Of course, Idly Spins replied. This is a class 4 survival level planet. We needed a predator to protect us. And that protection extends to perceiving dangers that we cannot. Half Twist said firmly. I will not censor the squad mate who was sent out to keep you safe for taking action to keep you safe. But I need that sample. Idly Spins insisted, gathering the native flora and primary reason we came to this planet. There was no reason for us to hire the humans to protect us if they prevent us from doing our jobs through that protection. Understood, Half-Twist said. Fortunately, the humans have provided a solution to this particular issue. Really? Idly Spins asked cautiously. Does this so-called solution involve sticking a human in a preposterous battlesuit and me getting shoved in a glorified hauling sack with a sad excuse for an appendage extender on it? Half-Twist curled up appendages in amusement and began tapping on the screen in front of him. Yes, you were with the Scorpion crew, weren't you? He said. I was supposed to be a scientific expedition, Idly Spins muttered. The only data we ended up gathering was the psychological effects of extended periods of terror on scientists. No, no, Half-Twist told him, but the printer began to hum. This is a remote device. You can place it on the suspected environment and passively collect the fauna. 
the human can drop it off and pick it up while in defensive armor. Wouldn't that be subject to degradation? Idly Spins asked, stiffening his appendages in suspicion. Well, they don't use it underwater, Half Twist replied. Be warned, don't touch the center of the folding area. We had to ship the last tech who did that off to the medical facility on Globiole. Idly Spins looked at the flat printout with interest and mentally folded it into functionality. He cooed softly and surprised. The three-dimensional triangle should be very effective trap in the invertebrates we were studying. The adhesive center really needed no warning. What sort of idiot would touch that? There will be plentiful incidental traps, Idly Spins muttered as he folded the device into shape. That is your issue, Afterwards said, waving his gripping appendages dismissively, and I don't see how having more samples is a bad thing. Does this solve your problem? Not the problem of overprotective humans, Idly Spins pointed out as he lifted the now complete trap. I am sorry, Afterwards said, dropping his appendages in irritation, but we have a legal policy against discouraging friendly interactions with species of predators that are 40 times our mass on average. Idly Spins grumbled as he left the room. Idly Spins wasn't grumbling when he returned for more traps several cycles later. I'm not sulking, he muttered, when Half-Twist couldn't keep the smug pose out of his appendages. The human was right, Half-Twist said cheerfully. He was only able to identify the venom and poison level of the samples with 80% accuracy. Idly Spins returned. It's not a fail-proof system. Only 80%, Half-Twist observed. Practically useless. I might be adopting bad human grammar. Idly Spins growled, but you are adopting horrible human sarcasm. End of story. Story number two. Cloak of Lies, written by Alt Cipher. The lights stayed low to accommodate all the species. The envoys settled into their seats, while over half the attendees wore environment suits tailored to their respective home worlds. The Gald wore tiny, meter-tall powered suits to fight against the world's higher gravity. The massive, stone-like garrafine carried hundreds of kilos of extra mass strapped to its suit like toadstools growing from a mossy log. The multi-limbed horsk twitched with the environment suit at being in such an open room while the lupine valeca could barely contain its anxiety at being so crowded of quarters. A dozen of the other species brought back their own primordial instincts to be in that room. Your attention, please, the moderator, a tall, willowy Sakura, with a surprisingly deep baritone voice, spoke. They were all translating into the common language, primitive though it was. The commerce language was one in which all species could operate. The room slowly settled as the predators and prey found their seats next to each other. The room was silent save for the various whirs, clinks, grinds, and miscellaneous sounds from the environmental suits. Thank you, the moderator said. His pale skin and body remained more than a few attendees of the deep water prey of their homeworlds. We know why we have gathered. Humans! A dull roar of approval grumbled, accented from the assembled. There was much looking around at each member's neighbors to ensure that everyone was suitably aligned. The moderator raised his lithe arm and ghostly hand for silence. Yes, he said, scourge of these, uh, 
These humans plague us all. They colonize on our sacred worlds. They sell our children's useless trinkets. They show up at our hospices with their supposed medicine. Some species knocked the tables and showed their support. Some species howled and others stomped their feet. Regardless of the particulars, each envoy endorsed the moderator. Point of order, master moderator, point of order. Amita Toy, Froy, was trying to catch the moderator's attention. We recognize the ambassador of Floy, the moderator called through the room, pulled itself back into order. Thank you, master moderator, the Freud said. The translator had a peculiar bark of static when it started up. The Floy always had been at the edge of survivability, so luxuries like fully functional translators were few and far between. Master Moderator, we have all agreed to abide by the standard parliamentary procedures, even though this is a most irregular and ad hoc assemblage. Spit it out, the graphene delegate barked out from under a massive weight of adjuster. Ah, yes, the much smaller Floyd responded. That is to say, as Moderator, it is inappropriate for you to deliver such a speeches, and we should table comments until old business has been disposed and new business has been addressed. This would give... Your comments are noted, the Moderator said, his face held impassive. The chair calls the esteemed representative of the Manchu Union for their report. The Moderator sat down and kept an evil gaze locked on the floor. Thank you, Master Moderator. The Manchi representative said she stood in place and addressed the crowd. As the moderator said, she said, sparing a glance towards the floor, these humans have been troublesome to say the least. Their list of crimes and offensive shooting needs no further iteration. Our union, along with support from more than a few of our brother races, began a campaign of harassment against these vermin. First, a number of their outlying colonies went... Uh, Missing, shall we say. The Manchi representative grinned at a few of her co-conspirators. Second, one of the largest colonies called something horrible in that brutish tongue of theirs was the victim to the most unfortunate asteroid collision. Total loss of the colony. Quite a shame that their early warning systems were so primitive that they simply overlooked the flying mountain crashing into their world. Another conspiratorial smirk and a glance around the room. She continued, Finally, nearly every species represented here has their own undesirable elements in some fashion or another. We have coordinated seemingly random attacks on human shipping lanes. If they were to investigate, all they would find is a series of unconnected piracy attacks. Life away from whatever damp mud puddles spawned them may simply be too much for them. The room was overcome with a brief moment of laughter or laugh analogues from the member species. The Manchi representative let the undulation watch over her. Her superiors would hear of this, of the glory she brought the Union and to their house, and she would be rewarded. A palace, at least. Dozens of servants, respect amongst the council, and all for destroying the new and insignificant race. In that instant, she knew that she was the luckiest being alive. Well done, Manchi Union, the moderator said. With your talents leading and organizing our efforts, we have no doubt the human menace will be eradicated before our next great turn. 
The round of applause swept the auditorium, and the Manchi Union representative could fairly feel her face glow with pride. Zzzt, fight about her, Master Moderator. The troublesome Floy had spoken up once again before the applause could even die down. The moderator bit back a hundred devastating retorts and simply nodded to the crowd fly. Zzzt, me are heartily gladdened by the Manchi Union's efforts and results in dealing with this, as you call it, human menace, but we of the flow feel compelled to request under what authority that these events transpire. We were made aware of no call to the council, and we have seen no minutes which indicate a quorum or detained before debate engaged. We ask for the enough. The moderator's voice rebounded off the walls. We'd be more than patient and the delegate from the Floyd, but enough is enough. We will not be mired in procedures and paperwork. The humans pose a real and continuing threat to every species here. There is not the time to succumb to formalities. Besides, we're not even that dangerous. A small voice from the rear of the assembly said in a sudden quiet, Every head in sensory organ turned to see who had spoken. The wretch in the fully sealed environment suit sat patiently as the room had turned to face it. A moment later, the wretch stood up and the environment stood shed of the outermost layer, revealing a much thinner bipedal mammal underneath, its face looking out through the transparent faceplate. Thank you for coming together like this, the new speaker said. It cuts down on the travel time when we can all talk together at once. My name is Sarah, and I am a human. The room erupted in shouts and commands. Some weapons appeared on or near the appendages of several delegates. Recriminations and blame flew through the air like dust in a tornado. Each delegate looked from one to another in fear, in anger, in confusion. They all wanted answers and reassurances. Order, order, the moderator shouted. The human stood with her hands folded on front of her, watching the assembly decay. She counted at least a dozen weapons aimed at her, and she assumed that at least as many were more unrecognizable. Sergeant-at-arms, take this human into custody, the moderator ordered. Make sure it doesn't have any tricks or weapons. I'd like to address the group, Sarah said. She heard flicks and whines from weapons subtly shifting as they prepared to fire. Address, you wish to speak, the moderator shook, carried over through the translation. Yes, I do, Sarah said. You all came together to destroy my people, and I'd like the chance to speak for us. Master moderator, the Froy envoy said. Parliamentary procedure dictates that, uh, yes, yes, the moderator said. His eyes stayed locked on the human, and the Froy with its procedures was less than an annoyance than only a few moments ago. The moderator stared at the human. His brain was still trying to wrap itself around the idea of a human being here, much less that it wanted to speak. After several moments, the moderator said, very well, human, you may speak, though your life may still be forfeit after her. Thank you, Master Moderator, Sarah said. She tried to put on a pleasant look on her face, but was worried how each species would interpret it, so she kept her teeth showing to a minimum and didn't hold eye contact for too long. First, we'd like to apologize for any misunderstandings that may have arisen. We're honestly we're only trying to be good neighbors, as I'm sure you all know. Humans have not been of our world for very long, so this is all quite new to us, and so I offer our most sincere and humble apologies. 
If you don't want our aid or manufactured goods, we'll absolutely stop them. The weapons hadn't lowered, but they also hadn't fired. Sarah considered this a win for the moment and pressed forward. Second, well, I'm sure the delegate from the, uh, Yankee Union, the Floyd representative said. Seriously? Sarah asked. Okay, the delegate from the Monkey Union said that they had launched a few hidden attacks on us. It was due to those attacks that we eventually found out about this gathering. We did lose communications with a few colonies. Someone had sabotaged a comms relay. Whoever it was apparently didn't know a great deal about technology. I'm told we had communications restored within six hours. Sarah made a point not to glance at the Manchi Union representative as she spoke. Sarah continued on. The asteroid that the delegate spoke of was quite a disaster. The outpost, not a full colony, was evacuated two weeks before the impact. The only thing left behind were a few automated monitoring systems. I'm told that data was opened up a dozen new lines of inquiry in geology, planetology, plate, tectonics, and a handful of other sciences. Whether or not it was a natural phenomenon, the asteroid strike on a minor outpost turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Sarah thought she caught the hum of whispered conversation at the edge of the assembly, but ignored it. While she had their attention, she intended to milk it for all she could. Finally, the piracy attacks. Yes, we had noticed an uptick in attempted robberies, which is why our merchant vessels were immediately given military escorts when traveling through troubled areas. Those of you who sent ships to harass our shipping lanes, I would ask if you heard from them recently. A few of the weapons were beginning to drop and drift away from the target, Sarah. Their attention were on her words. So, she said, we are happy to work with each and every one of your mutually beneficial agreements, including simply leaving you alone. However, we will not allow our people to be attacked. I want to be very clear about this. We are not looking for a war. We don't want to have to firebomb your colonies. We don't relish the thought of dropping antimatter pods on your home worlds. We don't want to sterilize your farmlands with X-ray lasers. We don't want to kill an entire generation of your people. Sarah let her words hang in the air for a moment. We want to be your friends. But if we are to be enemies, know that we have invented forms of warfare for which you do not even have the words. Again, we apologize for any offense that we may have given. The assembly stared at her, their weapons slowly lowered. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed and if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.